What's up, everybody? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, here with Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Before we get going, first of all, thank you for pressing play. Keep pressing play. Well, don't press play again because that's a pause, but. Oh boy. <laughs> on a different. Oh no. Starting off great. Thanks for listening to us. We really appreciate it. When you have a moment, head to Apple Podcast, like, subscribe, follow, rate and review us. Find us on social media at Cinephile Attack on Twitter and Instagram. Interact with us. Tell us how wrong we are. Tell us how right I am. Mm -mm. You know, bring the love. (laughs) You know what I mean? We appreciate it in advance. Buenas noches, beautiful. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep a lid on it. I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> I knew it was Ugh. coming. I just didn't know it when. It just made me shiver. I'm going to start off nice because I hit one of my resolutions that I made <gasps> at the beginning of the year. Oh, shit. Yay. I watched Back to the Future for the first time. Oh, my How- God. Oh. What did we think? To quote... A certain masterpiece. It was cool for what it was, but it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) No, I I liked it. It it was good. It's really, really good. I mean, it's back to the future. Yeah, that's my thing with those movies, too. And I watched watched them young, obviously. And the lore has kind of caught up to back to the future. And and I don't mean that in a good way. Because we in the future? No, like as in, <laughs> as in, it's such a big deal. It's Back to the Future. Yeah, like nothing can live up to it. If you haven't seen it, if Oof. you didn't see it when you were young, you gonna get hate mail. People love some Back to the Future. I love it. People but who love Back to the Future fucking love, really Back, to love the future. Back to the Future. I I dug it. I I don't have any attachment to it, so I was just watching it as you know the quote unquote. No, no quotes as the classic that it is. And I, I, I dug it. I, I won't be, you know, watching it every year the same way I watched another movie we're going to talk about. Oh my God. But um, are you going to watch the sequel? And there's a third yeah, one, right? I'll probably, I'll probably watch it. Um, um, I'm not rushing to watch it. We had another cinephile outing and we went yes. and saw Nia DaCosta's Candyman mm-hmm. to mixed reviews <laughs> i enjoyed it i had a great time uh we walked out i said that movie fucks because i thought it was really <laughs> intense and i had i really enjoyed myself i admittedly haven't seen the first one since like college and i think i watched it once so i had a very very vanilla remembering of the backstory i had a good time uh the more we talked about it after the fact the more i understood other points of view like Rashawn and Mellis. <laughs> I well that's the thing is I didn't totally hate it but I walked out just very like huh because there was a lot of good in it 
I mean, mm-hmm. the directing, I thought the acting was great. I thought, you know, the cinematography, what have you. But when it came down to, if you haven't seen it, press play, because I'm about to maybe do a little baby spoiler. <laughs> press pause. Not, you're confused. Oh my press God. Pause. Press pause. What the, I don't know. Press pause. Pause it while I tell you and then play it and you can hear it. <laughs> a lot of instructions. This a episode. lot of instructions. Before this tale, bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they don't need to stay together in the end. I just felt like the police brutality of it all was just so heavy. And I'm like trying to go to a movie to escape a little. You know what I mean? And it's like, I get it. Movie is an art form. And so this is how, you know, we get it all out. But I feel like when you're a black person in America watching it on screen, it's a little harder to digest it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you want that subtleness to be there. So that's where I kind of like lay with it. I feel like I want to see it again to really decide how I feel about it. But that's how I feel right now. Yeah. Rashawn, this ended up on your your 2020 New Year's movie list that we did. Yeah, I'm just knocking that episode out of the park. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. this is one of the movies I was most excited for, most anticipating. Um, I was heartbroken when I walked out. I think hey. I could not put two sentences together <laughs> standing around was, you guys. It was really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but not heartbroken because it was a bad movie. Obviously, with Nia DaCosta and, and Jordan Peele behind the production, you know, there there was quality on the screen, but echoing what a lot of Mel said, you know, I I, um, I, I live it. I don't need to pay a ticket to see it all the time, mm. which is not to say that a film should not be able to touch on subjects, especially in the climate that we are in today. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't, maybe I just wasn't prepared for that. I know the original Candyman pretty well, and it also deals with with a lot of those racial themes and and being black in America. So, I don't know, mixed, definitely definitely heartbroken (laughs) after the film. But I too also want to see it now that I know what I'm walking into. And um, Yaya, Tiana, Coleman... I am huge fans of everyone. So, and Nia DaCosta has a long, <laughs> successful career mm-hmm. ahead of her. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah she does. She's and a definitely visionary. Go, go backwards and and check out her film Little Woods with Tessa Thompson and Lily James. It's a really great movie. Similar but very different from from Candyman. But um, after she does the Marvels, I can tell people are just going to know her name. So definitely find out where she started from well um on a lighter note (laughs) i uh (laughs) i uh watched season two of modern love on prime yes thanks to you mella i had no idea season two was out i will say i did not like this season as much as season one I i thought season one was much I hate to say more heartfelt, but I felt like it was more uplifting than season two. Season two is very heavy. Many drivers 
first episode sets the tone for that. The first episode with, with her late husband's car. I mean, I thought you were already watching it, and I texted you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucking I a was mess. a fucking <laughs> mess. I was a fucking mess. One of the episodes which I texted you after I watched it, it's written and directed by Andrew Reynolds, and it's about a couple, two men. It's called How Do You Remember Me? And these two people who used to be together see each other on the street post-breakup and the audience is taken back through both of their perspectives about how the relationship went. And you see their date from both sides of the story. It's very sad. It's very yeah. sweet. And it's it makes you really think about, you know, how people perceive you, yeah. you know, based on the stories that you have and your histories. And it's it just really makes you think. It's a, it, I was really impressed, and I saw it was written and directed by Andrew Reynolds, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know he was venturing this route." And so I was really, really surprised and pleasantly surprised. That was your favorite episode, yeah, for sure. I thought for it was sure. so good. I blew through it so quickly. Yeah, me too. I think like I watched one like night. half of it in one night, and then I was like, "Let me chill," and then I watched the rest <laughs> the next day. No more stuff. Okay. <laughs> what i love this podcast <laughs> we love you rashawn we'll see after the episodes we'll see what are we fighting about today you guys rashawn yes joshua better this is a cinephiles first we are covering our first music video because today we watched that Nicki minaj joint no, we weren't supposed to watch the music the, video. Why are you like this? I told you. Wrong. I told you we weren't supposed to watch the music video. Wrong one. Well, I thought you just didn't want me to watch it for other reasons. Rashawn, mm-hmm. we watched the 1997 film Anaconda. You're welcome. Westridge, let's go. No, Westridge, stop. Not on my boat. Good boy. You speak for everybody? Gary? You speak for everybody? Huh? Gary? Well, I mean, the, you know, the way I figure, with Kale messed up, I mean, the movie's off. Why not salvage something? You know, let's film Sarone capturing a big snake. Have you lost your mind? Have I lost my mind? No, I haven't lost my mind. If anything, I'm completely lucid right now. I think it's you guys who need to open up your eyes. Yo, hold up. How we go from taking Kale to the hospital to catching a goddamn snake? Do you know where you are? You're in the middle of the jungle, okay? All you guys do is you question and you criticize. But just remember, you don't know shit about the shit we're in out here. And neither do I, okay? But I guarantee you I know who does. This guy. Anaconda Paul has been here. is a 1997 horror film directed by Luis Losa, starring Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Jonathan Hyde, Kari Wurr, and Owen Wilson. This movie tells the story of a documentary crew who travel to the Amazon and cross paths with a dangerous hunter who is in pursuit of a legendary 40-foot anaconda. This movie was a hit in 1997, had a cast of big-name stars of the 90s. This movie spawned three more sequels. And a crossover 
with the Lake Placid franchise. <laughs> Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Duh. Which I have seen. And if you cross me, I will bring it to the podcast <laughs> during October because it has Robert England in it. <laughs> Josh, Lacey, Melabella. Mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of Anaconda. <laughs> 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 Obviously, it's a horror film. It's a creature feature, so there's no slashers. There's no ghosts or ghouls, whatever. It's a big old-fashioned monster movie. Early on, it was developed as kind of jaws in the amazon and you you can even kind of see that in the earlier scenes where they try to hide most of the anaconda um there's a scene with danny trejo that opens the movie didn't realize that was danny trejo by the way yeah killer's point of view opening i don't know the first time that i saw this movie but i know that i've seen it I could almost say like triple digits. It's that scary. Hey. How many times I've seen this movie? <laughs> Pump the brakes, my guy. Or I know the rhythm of yeah. the dialogue. He fucking does. Because Mel and I had to watch it at different points. My back was turned in the kitchen and I just chimed in with a line and Mela had to, as she usually does, give me a hey. <laughs> that is enough. I have such fun with this movie. I know that it's ridiculous. It's an over-the-top B-monster movie. But I think it's so much fun. It's cheesy. Everyone's playing it straight except for John Voight, who's just going for it. Here's the thing. I've prefaced a bunch of movies before. Bride of Chucky, Charlie's Angels, whatever. I know that I'm the snob of the podcast. But that being said, I gift you with Anaconda. Oh, I'm going to start with, it's like, how big of a knife do I want to get cut with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start with Mel. It'll mm. hurt, but I know it's coming. So, Melabella, talk to me. Uh, this fucking movie, Rashad, I, I'm, it's one of those like VH1 classics. Absolutely. Yeah, like it was just always fucking on. So, I feel like. I've seen it a lot, but not like a lot fully through because even living with you for as long as we have, anytime you would have it on, I would always come in at the end and it almost seems like comical, like at the same fucking point. And I would just like roll my eyes and laugh and then just like keep walking. Well, now once I fully sat down and watched it from start to finish, I still was fucking rolling my eyes and (laughs) laughing. This movie is fucking ridiculous. So crazy that this is like an actual movie. And the thing is, I don't hate it. (laughs) Like I had a swell time. I laugh. I'm never scared. And we've talked about this in our other, in another episode, in Midsummer episode is like horror. It doesn't mean that it has to scare you. But through it, like when I was watching, I was like, is this a horror movie? Is this is this like the genre it's deemed as? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess I guess it is. It's a monster movie, but there's just like so many things. For example, if the snake at one point had a voice, I wouldn't be shocked. That's how I feel <laughs> about this movie. Because it would just like level out the performance that John Boyd is giving, which I totally want to get into like a in a separate side piece but it is like that movie where anything goes like if the snake didn't talk the whole way 
through the whole movie and then at the end was just like, haha, fuck you all, I would be like, okay. So I guess to use a lacy term, I'm middle of the road. I'm middle mm. of the river for this one. All right. No. Stay there. Stay there. Okay. If you're not going to come to my side, then don't move at all. We'll see. S- stay exactly where you at. Lacey. Rashawn. I know. <laughs> Here's the thing, Rashawn. The movie ended and I was like, I'm so disappointed because okay. this has everything it needs to be a really good movie, in my opinion, especially as far as like 90s horror monster movie scary goes. So many elements to make it something I would like. But John Voight is so bad. Mm. Don't so gasp. fucking <gasps> bad that it completely ruined it for me. One, he's in it way too much. We'll get into John Voight because I know Mel has things to say too. Me too. My overall <laughs> review is oh I think it's a really good movie that was tanked by one specific thing, and that Ooh. was John Voight. That's going to be a great, great conversation. Let her rip, Josh. I think it's a really bad movie from start to finish. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know <laughs> what else you want to hear. The pacing is god-awful. The writing no, is nonsensical. The uh-huh. action is out of this world bad. The crazy effects... Fun. What? Crazy I said it's crazy fun. fun. <laughs> the effects, I will put... They were good for the 97. Uh, you know what? Thumbs up on the effects. For 97... <laughs> go for it there there was some pretty good there was some pretty good transitions from up close by cut back cgi human spin cut back to up close suffocation for 97 so you know what there's your good um aside from that i hated every second of it ice cube has a weird charisma and i love watching ice cube so that was fun and j-lo is fine sure I, or can we talk about John Voight yet? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk do about it. John Voight. Let's get to it. Please. Let's get to it. So John Voight plays a Paraguayan poacher by the name of Cerrone. I think this movie has two monsters. Obviously. <laughs> so lay it on. The Go Anaconda it, and John, John Voight. No, not his acting. Not his acting. This movie does not reach the cult status that it has today without that performance. If that performance is not in the movie, it's 40% more boring. Hey, who am I? Completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. You need the camp. No, you, need the you camp. don't. No, you do. This Everyone is else is playing it completely straight. Everyone and that's not the it. movie that this is. That's not the movie that this is. But, then, but like, they why need, didn't they, they tell have everyone? to be. <laughs> no, that's fine because they have to be the straight men to what he's doing in the movie. No, Rick yes, Sean, no. What? My thing is with John Voight, everything that you said, Rashawn, up to like the camp thing, I agreed with. Yes, he's like over the top. He's twirling his fucking mustache the whole time, and like his face that he makes the whole movie is hilarious but the thing is i don't think his acting is bad i think he's in another fucking movie or he's in the right movie and they didn't tell j-lo and ice cube and everybody else that they were in this movie but i think that works i think that works can we talk about the accent 
Yeah, that Rashawn, sounds hilarious. Rashawn, good. There is good news in this. Is that what? What do you your want? Your beloved Justin Throw is no longer the owner of worst accent that we've watched <laughs> in the pod. My hand is raised. His yes, Irish Lacey. Halfway through the movie, I turned to Josh and I was like, "Is that his real voice? Is that <laughs> how John Voight talks?" No, you've never seen John Voight in anything. I don't. I guess I not. He's that bad in everything. And if I can, no, he I can, is not. If I can no, visit Josh's political corner for a moment, he's even no, worse of a person. He's a Josh's very bad political person. corner is retired after you made us sit through the born identity. <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. At least Matt Damon is not a Trump supporter. As far as we but know. But I will also say. <laughs> Lacey, come on. Let's hear it. He sounds like he's doing a bad Inigo Montoya impression. And he looks like he's doing a bad Marlon Brando impression. My question to both of you, because I don't disagree with either one of you, is... What's wrong with that? <laughs> name, name one good thing he has made aside from Angelina Jolie. He has a point. He's been in a lot of good movies. Hold on. Let me look him up because I can't think of them off the top of my head, bitch. No. He has I... been in. He has been in Anaconda. Ah, stop. <laughs> No, he's been in, which I think is why he was cast in this movie, but he's in Deliverance, which I think this movie, like, horribly tries to evoke a few times. But um, I think he's a really good actor. Politics aside, you will not hear any fight from me in there. But I think he's really doing the Lord's work in this movie. Who's Lord? That ain't no Lord I want to pray to, Mama. The Lord of the Shirishama, the fucking fake-ass tribe that they're trying to find can i also say this movie opens with disinformation almost every snake regurgitates their food but zero snakes do it out of aggression anacondas don't even do that right you don't need to tell me that i would have been such a better shock factor at the end if we saw it happen rather than waiting for it the whole movie I expected it to do it with every single victim. Well, that's the thing, is they say that, and then it never does it, and then the time it does regurgitate. So, so okay, time for um, Josh's zoological lane. So, How are you just making up segments? Uh, <laughs> run them past me. <laughs> Make a theme song. Make, with okay, all so animal noises. Get the theme song from We Bought a Zoo, but kick it up a couple of No, RPMs. because is this gonna, is this going to come back? I don't know how many animals. <laughs> yeah, because so, I'm bringing I'm bringing Hunt for the Blood Orchid next week. I <laughs> don't please. So all snakes will regurgitate their food if they are in danger or they feel like they need to get away because they have Correct. a very slow metabolism. Literally, snakes eat and they slither away to digest it for like a day or more. So mm-hmm. a snake, if they think they're in danger or they need to catch something or they need to move quickly, they'll throw it back up and they'll slither away. So at the end, it regurgitated John Voight correctly, zoologically correct. So the bullshit they said at the beginning never happened in the movie. And then when it did happen, wasn't for the reason they said it did. They forgot. Like <laughs> That's it. Like that the, was opening, the opening scroll is meant to induce a little dread. That's a prank by the editor, I, I think. But also, 
again, Josh, I have to have this conversation with you again. I am not coming to Anaconda for zoology. <laughs> I am. It's a 40-foot anaconda. Anacondas aren't even the longest snake. They're the girthiest. Are you okay, about to make a penis not... joke? No. 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 I'm, still in my, I'm still in my lane. I'm still in Josh's Anacondas are lane. the longest. What do you mean? No, they're not! What's the longest? Boa constrictor. <laughs> Python. The reticulated python. python. The reticulated python is the longest snake in the world, regularly reaching over 6.5, 6.25 meters in length, which we know in feet, Mela, is... 100 feet. <laughs> About. <laughs> sure. Let her have it. But 40 feet was was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Her, her, her whole chest motherfucker that's a hundred feet, feet that even. would be a hundred feet next question <laughs> it's 20 by the way <laughs> back to john Voigt. he could not have played it straight the entire movie and then get regurgitated and wink then no. don't have him wink then don't have him, him wink. Wink. what do you mean we're in a we're in a movie about a giant snake that swallows people whole that's what snakes do well snakes don't eat people well yeah the thing i hated the most is the accent i just don't why why not why but just like no one else has an accent nobody else is from there mateo they he's they mateo has an accent kind of he loses it at part yeah halfway he seems adr he's his his audio seemed a little off they ADR'd a lot of people because they wanted PG-13. So, he's from Paraguay, but then they established that he's like a failed priest or whatever. Why couldn't he have been a, a priest or a pastor on mission? Can you come get him? Yeah. He's screaming. Michelle, don't keep the PowerPoint. This isn't fair. Okay, so Josh is gone. So, Lacey, Ooh, this is Melly, hear me out. I know, hear me out. If you guys say that you like Anaconda, the next time that... Hey, Josh! <laughs> next time what? Welcome back. <laughs> next time what? <laughs> I don't <Continue>. care. Uh, <laughs> why couldn't have they establish that he was a failed priest? Why couldn't have he been a failed priest that was on a mission in South America and just stayed there? Because... This is a love story between him and the anaconda that he wants to capture. He wants to fuck that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Did he call it his wife snake at one point? Babe, your guess is as good as mine as what that motherfucker said. (laughs) Yeah. It sounded like he said, you killed my wife snake. We don't watch things with subtitles on, so I think he says warrior snake. Yeah, my warrior snake. She kills the the male. The I think he male. wanted to fuck the snake. <laughs> well, no, no disagreements there. <laughs> but the the male anaconda is usually the warrior, and the female, which is like twice as long, is usually the queen. That's the one that shows up in the end. Time like the long. fuck out. What? Sorry, I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. I'll say acclaimed. I won't even say acclaimed. I'll say iconic voice actor. Frank Welker. 
is attributed as the voice of the anaconda. <laughs> the screaming. That I scream guess. Is nasty. Screaming Why is, is nasty. it screaming? It's it's unsettling. It's more grating than unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do want to say, I think I know this movie is silly and ridiculous, but I I do think the moment. It's not the moment you first see him because I think the the first time you see him fully is when he attacks Mateo. But the moment that the entire well, the Panther as well. Don't but, don't bookmark that. That is a problem <laughs> I have. Keep going. The Panther? Yes. What? Let's do it. As the movie started, I was like, ooh, this is really cool. It has great homages to Jaws in it. I love that that's mm-hmm. the direction they're going. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I'm here. I'm in it. And then we <laughs> see it attack a panther 15 minutes into the movie. And not only does it attack the panther, but it's not well done. That is one of the moments in the film that I think the CGI and the animation of yeah, practical effects, everything, I don't think it works. And I don't think we needed that cutaway. I think if you had kept the snake mysterious for longer until your first kill, I would have been way more in it. You know what would have been even better? If you want the kill, give us the POV of the snake a little bit. Give us the lunge, maybe the sound of the panther screaming, and then just like, just just a hint of it being dragged away. Not Without an eyeball the f- by what itself. With the fucking eyeball. On the ground. This is a campy movie, you guys. It's only campy because John Voight is pitching a tent in all of it, dude. It's campy because it's a movie about a giant snake. What's eating is, people? Is is Jaws campy it, because it's a movie ask. about a giant shark? No, because that a little bit more realistic. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes. What makes it realistic? Because shark can't, sharks can actually eat people. They eat more people than snakes. That's, yeah, I, see, that's the middle of the road part for me is that I don't think it's super campy at some point. It has campy moments. It has a whole character that is camp, which is John Voight and I guess Mateo and Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. But then J-Lo and Homeboy that I never trust in any movie with the red hair. <laughs> I can't Stoltz. think of his name. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Is playing it straight as fuck, where it's like, I get, you know, movies need to have their straight men to, like, balance it out, but they never get on the camp boat, ever. I don't think a campy movie needs to have everybody playing it completely camp. I feel like even in Hairspray, Nikki Blonsky is playing it straight, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think because the main characters are the straight men... That means that this can't be a campy movie. John Voight's the main character. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't think... This is not like a Well, J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez is the main character. Mm, not how, Bare- not in how it's shot and directed. Yes! Not in screen what do you mean? Time. Not in screen time. Hell I don't no. think so. Who cares about screen time? I think John Voight and then J-Lo. The movie begins and ends with, with Terry. I don't know how... She couldn't be the main character. Batman also begins and ends with Alfred. What are we talking about? <laughs> what? Batman begins with Alfred? The Dark Knight Alfred. Rises. <laughs> That's a new character, Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> He's been watching the great value, Batman. That's why he don't know. <laughs> Look, you cannot compare 
Alfred to Jennifer Lopez in this movie. Why like, not? She's, she's clearly Alfred. Gender She's swap? clearly no. the main character. I think she's supposed to be. Yeah. I think she's absolutely supposed to be. And this, listen, JLo is awesome. She's great. I loved her in this. I thought she was really, really good. But the amount of times we see just John Voight in the window of the boat just go- doing Bro. his, like, <sighs> face. That does, that, that does not make him the main character. But he, Every, this is just he's the time. focal point. Like we, He's I, not the focal point. He is. Yes, he is, Rashawn. No, he's not. No, he's not. J-Lo J- is the protagonist. John Voight's the main character. That's semantics. <laughs> J-Lo J- is the main character. She's the documentarian. She's the reason they are in the Amazon. All of Terry's motivations are reactive to John Voight's proactive actions. So, so she's a passive main character, but she's still the main character of the movie. If if she never goes to the Amazon, we never meet Sarone. So And he would never be in the movie. She's the person who goes through a change in the movie. She's not the same where? person she was at the beginning. What? Okay. Let's, let's just let's move on. This same. is ridiculous. She's the same. This is ridiculous. There's no way that Sarone is the main character. Sarone I'm, is nosy as fuck. Like, I'll I mean, I'll say, say that. I'll say, if we're looking at it from like the classic hero's journey, technically, yes. J-Lo is the hero. John Voight would be the mentor. He's a villain mentor, but he's the mentor. But like Lacey said, the way this bitch is shot and edited... It turns John Voight into the main character. No way. <laughs> we no at a standstill. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Go, hey, go listeners, ahead. Yeah. chime in. Can we talk about Cube? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's it. That's all. Hell yeah. My favorite lines in the whole movie is, it's spooky in here. <laughs> it's just so funny. He plays it as a straight man and... I feel like some of the lines that he's given are super corny, but they still don't sound as corny come out, coming out of his mouth. I think it's that like weird charisma you were talking about. You're Ice like, Cube's got okay. some kind of hold on my funny bone, dude. I, I don't know. I like Ice Cube. I liked him too. I kept waiting. I kept every time he went into the water or was at risk at all. I was like, no, I didn't want him to die. And I was so glad that he made it to the end because he deserved to. He earned it. He had so much ingenuity. He took leadership when he needed to. I mean, he was a good friend to everybody. I loved him. And I was so, here's the other thing. He was the only one that went into the water. And I was like, oh, no. He was the character that I really cared about out of everyone. Backing tracking. I think a lot of the silliness, yes, in the camp, whatever, the main set piece of the movie, when the entire, the first time the entire film crew sees the snake for the first time, I think is so well done. Regardless of how you feel about the movie, Lewis does really great work shooting some of these scenes and i think the scene at night when he finally catches the anaconda on the hook and it it ends up killing gary that entire sequence is just really well done in my opinion and i think it's suspenseful i think it puts a lot of the different characters in danger and you get what you came to the movie for which is the promise of this snake trying to kill a bunch of people on a boat i liked that scene a lot until we went underwater Post Gary's death. I I agree with everything you said. I thought it was really well shot. There was danger. It was exciting. 
everybody was performing well. Gary dies. It's devastating. And then we go underwater and we see that horrifically CGI'd. Oh, we need it. Face. I need and it. That's the money shot, baby. Like, what? what? <laughs> then I want my money you guys, back. You guys need to take your noses out of the air and just have a good time <laughs> with this movie. I tried. John Boyd ruined it. No, that's the thing. That that's the thing. I will. Yes, that action sequence is good. It's a domino effect, as all good action sequences should be in terms of what happens. A little bit of a cop out with any time they need a character <laughs> to stop doing what they're doing. A rogue tail just kind of flips them in the shin and they go flying. It had such weight and everything led to the correct moment and and there was there there the stakes seemed high and and the and the high stakes paid off because a character died and then you saw the fucking belly dude (laughs) why how do i go to this movie and i don't get to see someone inside the belly of the snake that's fine (laughs) if it just had his outline that's fine but the like that it's a horror movie like i got so what does that mean crazy horrific it's a monster that's not horrific that Made us laugh out loud. That was not well because scary. you're watching it in 2021, no. and you're all hoity toity, Josh. No, and you just, yes. No way was that scary to any goddamn buddy in the year of our Lord 1997. <laughs> okay, well, you were a seven year old, so how did you know? <laughs> exactly, I was six, and I, I would have bodied that shit. <laughs> I say this all the time. The realize the movie for what it is, John Voight and all, and you kind of have to just take it for what it's giving you, and I think it does it extremely well. Can I put you on the spot? Go for it. Can you name a movie mm-hmm. that you think I've seen mm-hmm. with similar levels of camp? Because I think we've we've clashed a lot on the podcast when it comes to movies that contain camp in 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 any in any sense. Sure. Can you think of any uh, with Deep Blue Sea? Okay. See, I haven't seen that in a while, but I do remember most of it. Have you seen it, Josh? Yes, it's got one of the best death scenes in all of cinema. Okay. Samuel L's speech. It's not a spoiler. I'm sorry if you haven't seen it by now. Suck it. It's in our intro. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can see. I don't know. I might just because I fucking hate John Voight, but both in this and everything else, the camp just doesn't work. And and maybe it is because here's here's what I want to know about camp. Okay. And campy movies. Because if you look at this script, especially with J-Lo and Ice Cube and Owen Wilson, this is not a campy script. If you if you were to just look at John Voight's lines, they're mm-hmm. not campy. I think the thing is sometimes camp happens by accident. And a lot of times it's post-production and post once the once people have seen it that what the filmmakers intended is not necessarily what ended up being translated to the audience take rocky horror for example that movie was not intended to be a campy film and now it's a cult classic and the audience has taken it into their own on on their own terms and now people watch it ironically so i don't know if camp is always a result of direct intentions yeah i agree with that but i also feel like lazy what the fuck are you looking at me like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
she's like, nah. I feel like though. <laughs> okay, let's just say that the camp happens in the editing room. I don't think I would. I'm not like... saying in the editing room. I'm saying. No, no. I'm saying for like my example of what I'm about to say is like, let's just say that the camp happens in the editing room. I don't think the better alternative would be this movie played as a true horror movie. I also don't think it's that movie either. I was seven, so I don't know. But I don't think people went to the movie to see this and saw this title and was like, yeah, I'm about to be fucking scared. Like, I think that we all knew what we were getting into. Right? I don't know. I think it's like the equivalent of The Meg now. I I still haven't seen The Meg, but I feel like we see that and we're like, okay, it's going to be a CGI monster movie. Yeah. Fun time. We'll see. Well, The Meg, which is kind of legit. I kind of like that movie. Of course. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I do. But The Meg, I think, is going for camp. And that's an example when they go for it and they achieve it. I think Anaconda was going for a serious horror movie. Yeah, I think so too. And John Voight was going, was playing it to the back, the cheap seats, and it became a campy performance. Or he's just a bad actor who made bad choices. He's not a bad actor. I, I think, think what he he's doing in this movie is great. It just doesn't gel with the movie that he's in, and that makes for a camp classic. Yo, Sean, you're making my stomach hurt. <laughs> I don't know. Why? Why? How can you watch that? And say what he's doing is great. And then you watch my movies like now and then and call them bad. Because it's perspective, Lace. It's perspective. I did not go into now and then expecting a snake to swallow people (laughs) whole. Well, I'm glad because that's not what that movie is about. But here's the thing. Everyone was on a different page than John Voight and that's what I'm saying is if there had been even a moment of realism or where he was on the same page as the other people on the boat I would have bought into this movie I genuinely think I would have but from the moment he steps on screen and gives us his face we know he's the bad guy we know he's bad and he plays that up so much that there's no point that I sympathize with the characters for letting him come with them. I I never feel any danger or like fear. I just know that he's he's the vessel for bad again al- along with the anaconda. This is not the movie for grounded realism and nuance. Like he he's everything you just said. He is the he is the harbinger of doom he is the moment he gets onto that boat everybody's fucked and he's just gonna chew the scenery up until the anaconda chews him whole that's the Rashan, i hear what? you i understand okay. that no okay. one else is in that movie that's fine they don't need to be yes they because, do if they even they even step back and they let him take hold of the movie he he commandeers the boat and then he takes hold of the entire movie until he's out. Rashawn. What? Rashawn. What? By your own volition, this movie breaks our cardinal rule. It doesn't know what it is. 
You're saying this I, is supposed no, to be a series. No, that. you said no. you love this movie because it's camp, but they didn't go out to make a campy movie. There's homages to fucking Jaws at the beginning of it. And Jaws oh is not God. campy. This movie doesn't know what it is. It thinks it's serious. And then John Voight's overacting ass comes in and makes it campy. I'm out. I think. Well, come back, bitch. I think <laughs> they had an intention of what movie they were going to make. John Voight came on set, they saw what he was doing, and they went with it. I don't think that they never... (laughs) Because it's incredible! No, it's not! Why didn't anyone be like, hey, John, can this take just slow back a little? This is the last thing I'll say to Josh. I don't think that the movie at any point course corrects or changes style or changes theme or changes pace. I think the movie is what it is from start to finish. It just has a scenery-chewing performance in the middle of it. And what it is, is garbage. Whatever. Mel, what were you saying? I was going to say is John Voight can do this part for me. He can he can be this person. He can twirl his mustache. He can do what he wants to do. But why is he positively prime evil from the minute he steps on the boat? Let's just say I'm J-Lo on the boat. I would see this fool and be like, no, he's going to he's gonna kill us. <laughs> Period. Why couldn't he play it like, okay, I'm going to, you know, protect these people. I'm going to make them, you know, trust me. And then once we get to a certain point where I have to blow up this little river protector thingy, this rock, then I'm, huh? The <laughs> dam? <laughs> A river protector thingy would be a dam. A rock. <laughs> Whatever. Then he starts turning on them. You know why, Mella? Why? Because that's not as fucking fun. But that's the thing is we as the audience can see him twirling his mustache from the boat window. We can get that. We can watch that. But he's not even trying to hide the fact that he's going to fuck him up at the end at all. It also, it implied that he somehow put the hornet in eric stoles's mouth yes how'd he do that i think he put it in his snorkel that's fucked up okay he didn't that makes more sense mouth. okay I'll, I'll i'll vibe with that i'll allow it all right i'm i think i'm exhausted so <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't fight anymore um he needs some milk i do want to give props i think the third act of the movie is hella fun um he's so defeated <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> Rishan, that's why that's what i've said at the beginning though is i think i would have really liked this movie for what it is all of it it's it's a movie about a 40 foot anaconda eating people i i understand what i'm going into but there the the disconnect i just i couldn't i can't i couldn't I can't. I'm just as defeated as you are because I want to be there for you. I love you, but I can't. I it's can't. okay. I've I've taken my licks. I brought it to the pod knowing exactly what I was doing. That's all I got. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. It's just um, Anaconda's fucking great. <gasps> Anaconda Nation. <laughs> I do want to say I think some of the some of the shots. Some of the times that they tried to evoke Jaws, 
Some of them are pretty effective. There's a shot towards the end of the movie where you just see the waves of water under seaweed, I guess. It, there's like a whole mound of grass and it yeah, kind of moves and you know that the snake's coming. And that I think cool. things like that are, are really effective. And also when the snake moves fucking, like he slithers up a ladder fucking Gross. quick to grab John Voight. All of that stuff I think is is really cool. I know it's dated, but we also watched Independence Day. Oh. And that little Teletubby was going around the science lab <laughs> and nobody said anything. I did. I did, actually. Everybody said something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, this week i knew that i was going to be the iron man to your bucky and cap i got rocked (laughs) (laughs) i mean and that kind of almost comes out as a draw anyway you held your own they broke that man well yeah but he didn't die at least well thank god for that i'm not dead so the game this week is called stomach ache (laughs) oh quite fitting (laughs) And here's how it works. We, the cinephiles, have caught a 40-foot snake. Oh, my God. Christ. The reticulated yes. python, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's an anaconda. Fuck. After we caught it, we cut the snake open. Each round, I'm going to name three items that have fallen out of the snake's belly. From those three items, you need to tell me the movie character that the snake swallowed whole. I like this. Some of these are pretty easy. Some of them... Because I knew I was going to get my ass whooped, I went a little hard, and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Question one. In this snake's belly, we found a feather, a rug, and a lamp. Josh. That's Aladdin, Beach. Aladdin, great job. Thank you. Question two. In the belly of this anaconda, we found a motorbike, a cat, and a fucking button. Josh. Is that Coraline? That is correct. Oh, I thought you said a bucking button. And I was like, like to kick you off the motorcycle? What is a bucking button? I'm so confused. So you know, face, buck, you're like, a I even like, button. I like stalled for a second because like, is Lacey's screen frozen? Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I was so confused. All right. Josh is up by two. Yo. Oh, you put Coraline in here, sweetie. No, it's too late. You had me in a chokehold for an hour. Oh, my God. (laughs) I told you I liked it. In the belly of this anaconda, we found a ripped shirt, sunglasses, and a box of antihistamines. Mella. Hitch. That is correct. Oh, shit. That's good. That's good. Alex Hitch Hitchens. Yes, that movie's my shit. So good. It's so it's good. Great. I do Kevin James's full dance routine to, to, on a yearly basis. <laughs> Next snake. We found a jumpsuit, a mask, and a liver. Mella. A liver. Mike Myers. <laughs> I think I saw Lacey next. Is it Hannibal Lecter? 
That is correct. Damn it. The liver threw me off. <laughs> it pairs with a nice baba beans. Next, anaconda. In this belly, we found a mop, a bucket, and a very pointy hat. Uh, Lacey. Mickey Mouse, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That is correct. <laughs> My ass was about to say Cardi B. <laughs> I said a bucket and a mop. <laughs> Next, Anaconda. We found a guitar, a joint, and a machete. Josh. Is it, is it Jason Voorhees? No. Mella? Oh, I don't know his name. Is it Old Boy from uh, the movie we just fucking watched? Okay, forget it. What movie? I, I can't think of it right now. The one that Josh loves. Def- definitely haven't watched this. I haven't watched it. In, in a long time. I Maybe you've seen it. I don't know. I don't know. Can we Is get Anaconda... one more item? No. He said no. <laughs> <laughs> this anaconda swallowed Dewey Cox. From oh. That's good. Next, snake. This anaconda had a smoking pipe, orange juice, and a handwritten note in its belly. Orange juice? I could be more specific, but that would give it away. Oh! Malabella. Is it the old man from... No, no, <laughs> no. No? Like, we were on the same level? From Waitress. From Waitress? No, oh, no. No, oh. I, I was there with you. I was like, oh, the yeah! Orange juice. The orange juice. <laughs> Go listen to our episode of I Drink Your Podcast. Talking yeah. about it. Hey, guys. We miss you. I have no fucking idea. The orange juice brand is Sunny D. Josh. That's Juno, baby. That is correct. Oh, oh, that's so good. I get it now. Last question. Lacey, you can tie. We'll stop Josh. Mella, goodbye. Aww. Still get in there. Just take it away from Josh. This anaconda had a day planner, an in-ear microphone, and brown M&Ms in its stomach. Melabella. This is J-Lo in The Wedding Planner. That is correct, but I need a name. Oh, Maria. shit. Maria. That is correct. Hey! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nice, Mella. Unfortunately. Fortunately, Josh was already in the lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh is the winner of Stomach Ache. <laughs> Congrats, both. Yay! God, it, it doesn't feel any worse each time I win. Let me tell you. Get out of here. <laughs> Somebody vanquish him, please. <laughs> in conclusion, we can all agree that Rashawn will be leaving the podcast. <laughs> no! <laughs> And in my place will be John Voight as Sarone. <laughs> <laughs> That's your punishment. You? The next, the rest of the 2021 episodes, I will be using Sarone's accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Which one? All four of them. It's not going to be him. It's going to be me as him. With the ponytail? Ponytail and everything. <laughs> Clip on. <laughs> I don't have enough time by next week. <laughs> also, did he ever blink? I don't think he ever blinked. He didn't. Once at the end. No, that was a wink, and that was trash. (laughs) The episode's over. This movie's glorious.
we can come to the conclusion that Anaconda is a movie. There you go. We end each episode. (laughs) (laughs) He said, fuck your list of three. (laughs) Anaconda's a movie. That's it. (laughs) That's all I got. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, where we connect an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, who can find the fastest connection between... Don't say it. (laughs) Don't say it. He's doing it. Alright, I'm going to be nice. Fuck off. Uh, we've done the three a- three of the main actors from next week's movie before, so we will be doing a repeat. So who can find the fastest connection between Jonathan Hyde and Denzel Washington? Okay. Why can't I think of any of Denzel's co-stars? I, anytime I think of a Denzel movie, it's just Denzel. I think I had this problem last time we did his. <laughs> I got it. Oh, shit? There we go. I got it. Jonathan Hyde was in Jumanji with Robin Williams, who was in Mrs. Doubtfire with Sally Field, who was in Steel Magnolias with Julia Roberts, who was in The Pelican Brief with Denzel Washington. My J-Rob three-pack. Oh, my gosh. Good job, babe. Thanks. Very good. Congrats, Lace. Thanks. I wish we were still friends. Oh, we can be. I didn't say it was bad, unlike you have said about a lot of my movies. So. One. One. Oh, also, congrats to Mella. For what? Anaconda's not my least favorite movie we've ever watched. (laughs) I'd rather rewatch not another teen movie than this. Yeah! Stay tuned for Anaconda 2 Hunt (laughs) for the Blood Orchid. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you liked, followed, rated us on Apple Podcast. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn. Mella. Josh. And Lacey. And Baby Bird. Uh. My Baby Bird. I can't even I can't even imitate it, dude. <laughs> Everyone say, Buenas noches, beautiful. No. Buenas noches, beautiful. <laughs> what the That's pretty one. good. I'm not, not ending the episode until I get it. Not the one nine hundred from Mella. Uh, Buenas noches, beautiful. Lazy, Lacey, just say it. Buenas noches, beautiful. I need a John Voight. Buenas noches, beautiful. Buenas noches, beautiful. <laughs> Not zombie John Voight. That was so good. That was him I after wish. he got regurgitated. Nice. Oh, I love it. I'll take it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.